0: Toward right, look at that ball carrot. I think we're on.
1: <gasps> we're live.
0: It's very strange. The sun is still out, which is very disorienting for me. And I have a tie on, so we're really classed things up.
1: <clears throat> and I, on the other hand, have been too busy to shower today, and am wearing the dirtiest hat that I could possibly find. How how is I'm that any busy.
0: different than normal?
1: Is it? Really? I I normally shower at least once per day.
0: <laughs> this guys, gotta have a goal.
1: Yeah, but then I got to play softball tonight, so I figured I might as well not. I might as well commit to not showering at this point. Yeah. Whatever, Ty, boy. I remember,
0: uh, I remember John Madden thought that um, for a while he said Jay Hilgenberg was his favorite player because Jay once said the best thing about being a football player is you don't have to take a shower before you go to work.
1: That's a weird thing. Yeah, it's
0: that's something.
1: That's a, that, I would think like the the significant amount of money you can get to work 16 days a year would have enticed me more than the fact that not showering would have. Wow. Well, Although, hey, who am, to, who am I to judge, Jay? So we're back after a week's break. Um, we're sort of short-handed this week because we – <laughs> for, didn't realize that Warren I thought Warren had told us that he couldn't podcast this week to be fair though the times that you guys could have podcasted this week we didn't. other than this time wouldn't have worked for me anyhow so since well, Warren's a west coaster whatever works for you I guess that's yeah, the most important well, thing I'm, I'm very very important the higher
0: Jim and podcast with those other two guys
1: Yeah, it's, featuring see how it goes. F-E-A-T period Decipio.com and War 2 <laughs> D2 Baseball or whatever the other I can't even pitch a site. I'm a terrible person. Um I, yeah, I couldn't have done I couldn't have done this week anyhow, other than right now. So we're podcasting in like late afternoon in the yeah, Gloman. We're gonna have a podcast in the Gloman. That should have been the name of it instead of stupid day pod and Dolan.
0: Oh, uh, Warren
1: just uh, tweeted us that he <laughs> he was available this week. So nice job. Well, his email is not well written. Telling us that he wasn't available till like next Thursday, I thought. But well, regardless, Warren and I'll just do our own tonight. That's and cool. And then we'll see what, we'll see if it gets better ratings. <laughs> we'll split Well, that's not fair. You got a prime time spot. We'll splice in like my reaction shots. Here, I'll give you some reaction shots right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Now um, it's interesting. Warren's awkward sex joke. Go.
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: <laughs> really? That quick? Okay. Um, I'm. I just spent 15 minutes um, talking about a time that the Cubs lost a
1: eight run lead in the seventh. Dolan, okay. we're not even 10 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> it's perfect. We've already brought up the 2005 Cubs. We can make, Cubs. <laughs>
0: we or can the make 2000
1: a... hmm, Cubs just to fill in my voice. 2005. We'll just make a
0: soundboard for you. Yeah, hit the random things.
1: Here you go, real quick. 1997, 1999, 2000, 2001. 2002, 2005, 2006, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. This year's. There you go. Now you can you talk know, about. Y-
0: you just did that better than Al Michaels did. When they, when they <laughs> tried to use him in Madden Football, and he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't inflect the same way for anything. So it'd be watching the game between the. Washington Redskins <laughs> and the Seattle Seahawks. Really, Al? Forgetting? Aren't you? A, he was probably drunk. The whole thing.
1: <laughs> well, what was weird about a lot of those things, though, is like it—it—it it, it almost is like they didn't make him record first and last names. Like if it was a common first name, they'd just be like Michael Johnson. <laughs> it was just weird. Although I stopped playing Madden years ago. So well, I. Dolan, how was your past week? It was, uh,
0: it snowed here on Saturday.
1: I saw that. I saw you had a little... No, it didn't
0: stick to anything. It was just in the air. But it was huge. It was like silver dollar. If, if they still made silver dollars. It was that big. And it's very depressing. It's nice now. It's sunny and it's cool. But what the hell? I mean, I don't live in Siberia. It's no. I'm still in the United States, I think. Although at the top of it. But that wasn't great, you know. I will tell you though, I watched um, quite a bit of the Cubs this weekend, which, <laughs> and they were they were very watchable. They won two out of three in Washington, and then they beat the yeah. Rockies again last night, and and they they split with the Cardinals. They're they're, they're almost like a real baseball team. It's so exciting, but they they're t- they're bad.
1: They're still bad. they are, but they took the Rockies behind the woodshed. Edwin Jackson got his first win over the weekend. That was exciting.
0: Yeah, duelled steven Strasburg.
1: Yeah. I like how they
0: almost got a perfect game thrown against them in both those games and then still
1: yes. managed to win. Yes. So we're going to... Are we trying to patch in Warren via um his work phone? He's what? He just tweeted you something. you got to tweet him the link because he wants to get patched in via work phone.
0: I thought I tweeted um, everybody the link. Didn't I put it out there for...
1: Probably. So... That's uh, that you know, I have to say, Dolan, we had a little brief cold spell toward the end of last week or over the weekend in the Chicago area, and <laughs> I'm an idiot. There's like a tr- I was sitting working, and I work from home for the most part, and was watching out my window instead of actually doing work. And it was it chilly, but a breeze blew, and a bunch of flowers came off this tree. White flowers came off this tree, which is like in the neighbor's yard, and blew across the window. I swear to god I thought it was snowing here and I like ran down well I did run down it wasn't like it was the reveal of a Christmas carol, but like I ran outside to see if there was actual snow. No such luck. And now it's like eighty here, eighty five here today. So Chicago weather. If you don't like it, wait five minutes. Ah, <laughs> you ever heard that one before? I bet the person who told you that joke called it Shy Town.
0: <laughs> Probably.
1: Shytown. That's chip. Oh chip. Well, things have happened, Dolan. Things have happened in the the cub. <laughs> um do you want to start off, kick off the hangout? This is not gonna be as good for our podcast listeners, but I will describe what your big reveal you have a big right. reveal for us this week and I'm... I do.
0: I spared no expense to dress up the set here. <laughs> and I think it's probably as you can tell I have a shirzy behind me. Uh-huh. It's the greatest one ever. I just, it will go on record as saying, and i am pretty sure I'm the only one in the world who owns this one. And okay, so it's going to be very exciting. Are we ready? I'm
1: going to stop. I'm going No, I'm going to stop you right there for one second because I want to describe it like Pat Hughes would. Oh, that's right. Gray jersey with the uh, gray, gray colors, blue lettering, blue block lettering on the front. Um, I would also like to that if you have a million jersey. It could be also a one-in-a-million jersey. Could be. You gifted me not only a Jim Essien number 41 jersey, but a blue-topped alternate Jim Essien number one jersey, or number 41 jersey. Yep. Yes, this is the road. Go ahead. Go ahead. I,
0: bought, I bought the rare road version of the jersey. I thought it even more exotic. So here we go. Now, everybody at home, when you see this, or he describes it to you again, take it easy on the servers on Cubs.com tonight. They're trying to sell other stuff. I waited until after Mother's Day because I didn't want to cripple the servers with people trying to buy this, but here it is.
1: (laughs) It is a Valbuena, number 24. I don't think Louis Valbuena even owns. A Val, Buena Jersey or Jersey
0: you know it's good when you, when you send in the order and you get a, they don't even send me an email back. they called me and they said R- are you really did you did you pick the right one because do you want a Cody ransom Is that what you asked is that what you wanted I'm like, no i wanted I wanted valbuena Valbuena, the big two four when you retire it, I can't wait for the emotional ceremony where they um you retire it for um Michael Tucker. <laughs> Steve Buschel about Han- Henry Blanco only gets to go to the ceremony for about 10 minutes because he switched numbers on him but he switched to this he was 9 originally and he switched to 24 and uh-huh. then of course Louis and they try to cram all that on the flag and hang it up it's going to be it's going to be really good
1: you know what the best part about this jersey is is the child that had to do the stitching on that <laughs> jersey is one of Louis Valbuena's <laughs> illegitimate children that's oh, probably man. That's oh. probably libel right Every, there.
0: Louis has got a lot. They're all legit.
1: <laughs> Not libel. Whatever. The non so that, that's, that's
0: all I got. All right. That's we'll like see it. you guys next week.
1: <laughs> when I will be revealing my... What's Maybe I'll have day? it
0: on next week. Won't they my
1: Brent Lillibridge with a tie. you got to leave the tie on, though. Yeah. Well, that is exciting, Dolan. When are you coming to a Cubs game so you can sport that thing?
0: I think I'm going to be home um, around the 4th, and they're home, they have they have a three-team um, homestand, the Cardinals and I forget who else. So I think I'm going to try to hit at least a couple of games. Cool. Then. So I'll have Louie on. Louie will see it. Give me a big, well, I'll have to take it off so we can hug. Put it yeah. back on. It's going to be great.
1: Well, congratulations. I know that's one of the things that you've been looking forward to for a long time. And with that, Dolan, do you want to uh, get right into um, some news that has happened to the Cubs? Do you want to reveal your news items first? Okay. Since it's tangentially related. Not even tangential.
0: Oh, so we're just going to just go to that one? See, I can I can move on my feet. Yes, as as the world knows, a tragedy struck on um, Saturday. When Louis tried to leg out, tried to stretch a double into a triple and hurt his pinky on his throwing hand. It was very serious. Um, the pinky has been reattached successfully. <laughs> they, brought, they flew Coy Hill in, and they said, you know, all right, no, put a baseball in his hand when you do it. And he sew it back on. They accidentally sewed Louis's finger oh, into the seams of the ball, so they had to redo it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to pull through. Uh, he didn't have to go on the disabled list. And it was pretty interesting. What I don't know what they would have done if they had to, if they had to disable him, because I mean they're not going to bring Lillabridge back, <laughs> no. now are they? God, no, please, no. Um, who else? Who are they going to call it? You want to call it Vitters, would you? Because he's awful, and Ian Stewart is terrible, and what well, are they going to call? Oh, another one of the Twenty Four Club. They could call Bobby Scales. I'm sure he's subbing at, at a school somewhere. <laughs> Give him a call. <laughs> Put him back in the lineup.
1: Not only is uh, Ian Stewart bad, but as Al Yellen pointed out, he's just a bad character guy, he and the went. Cubs can't have any bad character guys on their team. For because he exercised, he had the nerve and the gall to exercise his right to wait three days to take his assignment to AAA Iowa.
0: I'm not going to blame a guy for wanting to get the hell out of Des Moines for three days. <laughs> See, that was bi- Al's big issue was, he didn't need three days to report, he was already there. Well, we also found out, and I think I talked about it on last week's podcast. Yeah. They cut him. He was waived. Yeah. So he's like, fuck it. You know, if you guys are going to cut me, I'll leave. And then if nobody wants me, which is impossible, because I mean, Stuart, and all the teams are going to want me. <laughs> and then he's like, oh crap, I guess i got to come back. So he came back. Because they're paying him $2 million to do that.
1: Yeah, I actually am f- I f- I'm behind now, Dolan, your statement that Louis Buena is actually a better option, I think, than Ian Stewart at third base. You think? Yeah, I'm with you.
0: Louis has been pretty good this year.
1: I am secretly wearing uh, Ian Stewart <laughs> underpants, though. <laughs> and I'm embroidered with IS. Not sure why. Well, that's, this is exciting here. Yes. No, you have,
0: I, you have IBS. Uh, that's yes. completely different, and you need yes. special underwear for that.
1: Yes, better than the IBM underwear that I had been wearing <laughs> around regularly before that. Well, all right, I'll give you guys, since you had your um, tragic moment over the weekend, Dolan, I had an amazing moment over the weekend. If you guys saw it today, I actually posted it today. The musk box has returned. I don't know if it's going to be a regular thing. Carrie was so good about it for so long. That's kind of why they haven't been able to post because the musk box kept me regular. It was like the metamucil of Cubs reporting that. And Carrie had some. There were some stinkers in this in this week's. My favorite question from this one, and I'm shocked that this one didn't get rejected for being even too stupid for the musk box. Someone just suggested just cutting Carlos Marmol. Just Just releasing him. (laughs) Just letting whatever 9 million that we're on the hook for, just go. Just go play somewhere else, for the league minimum, and we'll cover the rest. That seemed like a bad plan, I felt, and I pointed that out. So if they cut him, then
0: what Sterling... Bullpen ace, do they call up? Which is so much better. What's that? Raphael oh, well, I think we need more. Raphael Dolis. No, his suggestion. Can't say his
1: name anymore. He Good made now. a suggestion. His suggestion was Chris Russon. <laughs> <laughs> that was what he. That was what he. That was the solution well, to all of what now the. Now I can
0: Now I can't argue with it. No, I would cut. I would also get rid of uh, of uh, Russell too. To get yeah. extra room for Russin, so you can have two seats in the bullpen.
1: Yeah, and plus that would be—it's going to be confusing. I know Sano's gone, but it'll be really confusing for Keith in the box to have a Russin and a Russell both well, he's on the already, at the same time.
0: He's—he thinks the Cubs catcher is Starlin Castro's brother. He calls Wellington—he <laughs> calls him Wellington Castro like five times a game. <laughs> like, really? There's only twenty-five of these guys, Keith. They're not that hard to remember.
1: He is. He is quickly evaporated into completely unlistenable. He I was listening well, I guess that's not completely unlistenable then, but I was listening I think on Saturday. I was driving around. Maybe it was Mother's Day, Sunday. Um, happy Mother's Day to our non mothers that listen to this podcast podcast, by the way. But um he what did he start doing? He goes, Oh, he's like, Well, you know, he started trying to do math and he was like, Oh, the Cubs have had uh he like said something about a batting average and he's like if he gets like three more hits here he's his batting average is gonna go up and like he could tell you like <laughs> he wanted to do the math real quick in his head but like he, that was it was just a terrible idea and it was hilarious listening to him get halfway through that sentence and like just hitting the eject button
0: MLB network does that they have a highlight show I think it's I forget what it's called it's a quick pitch it's the one where they do the highlights but they don't the the person who hosts it doesn't do the highlights. They just play either the, one of the TV calls or one of the radio calls from the teams. It's yes. pretty cool. And in, in the, yeah, okay. So I was right. Mm-hmm. The game where um, Edwin Jackson beat Strasburg, they used the, the WGN radio call of Edwin's double, and it was Keith and Judd. <laughs> and I was oh. cringing at home. I'm like, "Oh God, it's Keith calling. It's just terrible." <laughs> it's like because you could see it, at least in the car, You're like, Wait, "What the hell is? I don't even know what's going on." But you're watching on TV, and it's matching, you know, and it's like, "Oh, there's a, a fly ball to left center, well, it's right center, and it's gonna <laughs> oh you know, it gets down, and it's gonna be a double, and a run scores, and the Cubs are are winning." And that's a double for, oh, it's Evan Jackson, the pitcher. Yeah, okay, Keith. That's right, he was batting the whole time. He didn't just sneak up for one pitch. It's just terrible. Terrible. It's Apparently, the the Cubs have decided we can never have a full complement of competent announcers. You only get some, and then they got to throw some duds yeah. in. And Keith and Judd right now are our dud du jour.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I Keith has become the baseball equivalent of what Gruden was when he was doing Monday Night Football to me. It's just, it just absolute no addition to the broadcast. Just like speaks only in hyperboles, and he just, and I love the fact that at the beginning of every broadcast, when Pat Hughes used, I it's too bad he never was able to say Hall of Famer Ron Santo, but he would always say Cub legend Ron Santo, and he introduced Moreland as. Former club star Keith Moreland. <laughs> he can't think of anything better to say. He should be like former standout University of Texas football and baseball player Keith Moreland. Oh, it's bad. I've given up on that radio broadcast. Suffice it to say, yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of. I feel
0: I feel worse for Pat now. I think. Because I think he actually likes yeah. Ron, so at least there was that. I don't yeah. think he likes either one of these guys. He's just trapped with them. He's being held hostage now. We should we we knew we need no to do a free it. Pat Hughes campaign.
1: Ugh. Okay, so and as, um, as as, as... No, I'm sorry. As bad as, as Santo had gotten at the end, it was you. Could, they had a great rapport, and he's never going to develop that with Keith because Keith is terrible and yeah, and he's kind of an ass.
0: Didn't we decide that? He is.
1: Yeah, I met him at the shitty okays a couple years ago.
0: Okay, the other big news is that the um Cubs gave pulled up a truck full of money mm-hmm. and gave it to Anthony Rizzo and even though he's barely played one full season in the big leagues. Um I don't have much of a problem with it. You know, I think he's I think he's a relatively safe bet. But I do question why you pay a guy now instead of a year from now when he doesn't really have any more leverage than he has right now. But who might argue with Theo and Jed? I mean, come on. These are the guys that brought us Brett Lillibridge. They know what they're doing.
1: Because he's going to hit 50 home runs this season, and then he's going to have all that leverage next season, Dolan.
0: I thought Dale was going to send him back to Iowa for a while. They <laughs> should send him back now. Sign him the big contract. Go, all right, star boy. we are teach you some. <clears throat> teach you some perspective. You are going back <laughs> to Des Moines? No, I want to go back to Des Moines.
1: According to the must box, they should have just cut him when he was hitting two hundred. They missed their chance. Yeah, that was exciting though. It was a. Re- it's a good contract. It's a reasonable contract. You're right. It's a. It's a guy that. It's not like given that kind of picture. I mean, like, it's a guy that should fail, and I, I like it. Like, I do agree with you that it might have been a little bit premature, but I think it's probably on the, the – I hate to say that they're catering to the bleeding masses, but, like, it's it's probably one of those, hey, shut up, everybody. Like, yeah, we're going to be bad this year, but here's a cookie. We're going to have Rizzo for a long time. I, I, I don't think that they're pandering to the to the fans in doing it that way, but I could see a little bit of a, here's a cookie, shut up Cubs fans, you're dumb.
0: Here's a bison dog, try not to choke on it. <laughs> oh, wait, that
1: was bad. That's one of the ones that, uh, yeah, that was a little, I don't wanna, I hate when people say it too soon, but that was <laughs> a little ugly. Um, see,
0: even the dogs didn't like it. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I'm being heckled on both ends by dogs now.
1: But yeah, so they're gonna it's seven years, right? Is that what Rizzo's deal seven works? years with,
0: with? But it's got two options, right? So it could be a yeah. nine-year contract. No, it's, I
1: mean, got, it's
0: it's fine. I mean, it's I think he's, I think he's good. So I think it's relative. I think it's a safe yeah. bet. And he doesn't have a no-trade clause, yep. which is very important. That's The same thing they have with Starlin. So maybe that's it why they do it. It probably makes the guy imminently more tradable if they want to.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah and that they do, but. You know, I think a team is more likely to get a guy if they know they're going to have him for a long time.
1: And it's not a lot of money. Well, I mean, it is a lot of money, but it escalates based on performance. So I think that was a uh, nice little nice little move there. So I guess they got their first baseman issue wrapped up for the next. They don't have to bring back Matt Stairs.
0: Or Leon Durham. That's who I was hoping for. <laughs>
1: Um, and then the other big, well, not even big news. The Dale swain is denying that the Cubs are going to move to a six-man rotation when Matt Garza comes back, which is imminent, right, Dolan? In the next week, week or so. That's what I, I uh,
0: sources tell me that he needs to make one more rehab start,
1: <laughs> and then he'll be
0: back up. My sources are um, major metropolitan newspapers. <laughs> that I read online.
1: <laughs> That's a better source than Bruce Levine. <laughs> Got that guy. <laughs> um. So, Dolan, what would you? What if you were Dale Swaim? Would you go to the six-man rotation, considering that your only valuable asset right now is your current five guys? Well, except for Edwin Jackson, which makes it seem like this is a no-brainer that you would replace him with Matt Garza, but. What do you do if you're Dale Swain? I'm pretty sure when they signed Carlos Villanueva, it was
0: with the idea that he would be a starter when they needed him to, and he would go to the bullpen when they needed him to, and they needed him to go to the bullpen. So he gets to go there and sit and pitch shorter times in games. Um, It's a nice luxury to have, but, I mean, none of them are that good. (laughs) (laughs) That they they can't, you know... Kick to the pen. I would just I would put Villain away with there. I don't think Edwin is suited to the bullpen. I think we saw that in the playoffs when they tried that with
1: the Nats. Um, Breaking up a little bit. It, I know what you're saying. Being a little sarcastic, they're not that good. But numbers. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's on delay right there. <laughs> um. But, would, my, my, finishing up that point right there, numbers-wise, they have been good. I mean, better than average. I mean, they've been a good starting staff, other than Jackson for the most part. But, yeah, they're not going to put, they can't put Jackson in the bullpen because he's. they signed him to be a starting pitcher here. And you're right, they signed Villanueva for to be that swing man. So, um, and it, honestly, Villanueva's expiration date, I think, might be coming... Pretty soon because he's pitched over his head this first month or month and a couple weeks.
0: You don't think a guy throwing 84 miles an hour
1: should be mowing through lineups like that? <laughs> R.A. Dickey, he was having a terrible year. They, I read an article that, or saw the headline for an article. I don't bother reading articles anymore, but that R.A. Dickey's velocity is down. I'm like, he's a he's a knuckleball pitcher. Is this Is this really his story? Yeah.
0: Well, he said, you know, one of his specialties was that he throws the knuckleball really hard. Yeah. Maybe he needs to not try to do that. Yeah. Let it knuckle a little more. I don't know. I mean, he was obviously good for a couple of years. But, I mean, there was a reason. I mean, the Mets basically traded him because he's old. He's 37, which isn't that old for a knuckleball. He's right. personally 50. But <clears throat> I think part of it, too, was that they didn't, I don't think they thought he was a sure thing to do this year after year. So that they wanted to get value for him. No. And they did. So there's that.
1: The Mets are wising up to the ways of the world.
0: I hope they give Ike Davis a, um, a Anthony Rizard. Uh, I wonder why I'm on delay a bit
1: Other than that I, And I remember back in the day when it was the terrible, terrible uh John Miller and Joe Morgan Sunday night baseball. Broadcast, and they had uh... Dickey was pitching, and J- John Miller was driving me nuts because he kept saying they kept showing like the ESPN super slow motion of Dickie's pitches, and J- Miller kept saying he's like he's like what is he what is he throwing there? He's like it, we're just going to call it the 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 thing, and it's like it, it's a knuckleball. Like what <laughs> like what the hell kind of broadcaster are you that you don't recognize? And and it was I forget who it was playing. It was like Texas and whoever but uh and it was in Texas and it was 3 innings of John Miller being blown away by a just a knuckleball just a standard knuckleball pitcher it was, it was so annoying and i it was screaming at the tv by the end of it well not literally but was was ridiculous and and morgan and miller could not fathom that there was a knuckleball pitcher pitching
0: you don't argue with joe morgan he wrote baseball for dummies.
1: He did. He did.
0: Also subtitled baseball by dummy.
1: <laughs> uh, um so Dolan, you also by the way had a um you were pitching a show idea to me before just before we got started on the hangouts. So I would like to hear
0: I actually have two show ideas. All right. Oh yeah, they're good. So uh, I'm going to call Cap, and see, I'm going to get these on the schedule. I don't know does Does Comcast do upfronts? You know, all the big networks are doing their upfronts. NBC and ABC, ESPN just did theirs today, and I figure Comcast is due to do theirs. And so I gonna, wasn't
1: for those of us that weren't in broadcasting, Dolan. What's an upfront? Upfront is basically
0: you get all the critics together, and um, you bring in uh, booze and prostitutes and drugs, and uh-huh. um, you show. Clips of all your new shows, and um, you let the critics do whatever with the people in the room, and then they tell everybody how great your shows are going to be. Uh-huh. I'm not sure about the drugs and the prostitutes, but I, the booze I'm pretty sure about. <laughs> um, and so uh, Com- when Comcast has theirs, I'm ready to show up and pitch these two shows. That's why I got a tie on. That show, I'm serious. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> My first show, um, I've been <laughs> practicing for, for years, well, at least the last couple of years. Uh what I want to do is for um, actually it doesn't even need to be a show. They could I could do it twelve hours a day when they <laughs> dogs are attacking. <laughs> it's not part of the show. Well it could be.
1: Oh, it'd make it you release a, p- pack, a wild dogs yep. in the middle of the show. I bet it's gonna be no what it is.
0: I think just when Comcast show on the regular stuff they have this the screen sectioned off like this with all the crap They they make a little sidebar for me and I just um I just reply to idiots tweets all day and so you watch the game and you read me responding to idiots on Twitter I think that'd be pretty good um, <clears throat> my actual show idea is actually I think that, I think this would be a good use of Comcast Sportsnet Plus and what it is is when Cap has his little dog and pony show a little chat show where David hosts sits on his lap and they would do whatever—that's <laughs> on every night from like five thirty to six thirty. I think is when it's one <laughs> time. It used to be Tribune Live, and now it's—I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> when they're doing that on on CSN Chicago on Plus, yeah, it, it would be. It would be me, and you could be on it. I thought about Warren, except I think his head might block too much of the screen. But it would be, we do it Mystery Science Theater style, where you watch <laughs> the show, but our little silhouettes are at the bottom of the screen, and we just make fun of them for an hour and point out all the dumb things that they say and, and just and rip on them. I think it would get better ratings, even. You could have the same sponsors, charge a little bit of a premium for that, and uh, and put that show on, on Comcast. Uh, I don't know if it was Comcast or if it was... Um, Maybe it was still when it was Fox Sports Chicago, for a while with White Sox games. Apparently, they they did a, a secondary audio thing. They used the SAP button, and they had like fans watch the game and try to and, and announce, which couldn't have been any oh. worse than Hawk. But it was—I'm sure it was awful. But you know, they're they're used to this pioneering stuff. So uh, I'm gonna pitch my idea for um, to to do that during Chicago Sports Live or whatever the hell they call it, Jonah.
1: Yeah, to Chicago Tribune Live. Um, to well, to no, it's play. Not-
0: they did they don't dumped, oh, the right. dumped them. C S. Oh. So I think it's just Chicago Sports Live. Or,
1: yeah, I think that's right. Something. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit on your pitch here. And let you know if we are gonna have to read something that's on the show, work we two hours long for every hour of airtime they have on Comcast. I think it's a brilliant idea. Then uh, I'm gonna
0: stick with it. I'm gonna take it all the I way to like the it. top.
1: I like it. What's your second show idea?
0: Well that was the t- Twitter thing was my other, I guess it wasn't oh, okay. really a show. I want to do that. They just give me a shift during the day and I'll just, my, they just put my Twitter feed up live on Comcast no matter what's on. And I'll, just, I'll entertain the, the dozens of people who watch it.
1: So it's kind of what you're doing now except you would be getting paid for it.
0: Yes and it would be on TV. Okay. and Twitter both. I'd be in multi-platforms, which is what it's all about. It's a multi-screen experience.
1: How do they not have more issues with Twitter feeds going when they do that live tweet stuff and like Comcast Sportsnet or whatever it is? How do they not have more swears getting? Is there a delay that there? Someone's supposed to be policing that, or what, well, what no, because always like, like, "Oh, just tweet hashtag CSN live" or whatever.
0: Because all they do is it shows up on their Twitter thing, and then somebody types it into the. Chiron. They don't actually do it. You oh, th- got your it. tweet doesn't show up live. live they, they pick the ones that they want and they throw them up there.
1: The terrible like saccharine ones that they yes. Cubs rule. feel fit in. <laughs> <Those>. <laughs> Hashtag Cubs I think, rule. I think Darwin is
0: adorable. Now that one's <laughs> That's usually mine and I'm always glad when they put it up.
1: I don't know how much Sweet. it adds. Speaking of Darwin Barney and adorable, are you going to try and get a Darwin Barney golden bobblehead? Remember when
0: Charlie Sheen bought out the whole um, left field stands in Anaheim because he wanted to catch a home run ball? Yes, I'm buying up the entire grandstand for that game. I want all <laughs> the Darwin Barney bobbleheads. A thousand of them are are gold. And how much could that be worth? I mean, my God, a pure gold bobblehead—that thing's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and if i can get a thousand of those that's worth so much more than what those tickets would cost it's ridiculous i can't believe that the rickets haven't figured this out and it's a pretty big pool, and i'm diving through it i'm gonna i'm gonna invest i'm gonna i'm gonna melt those darwin barney things down into a huge louisville Buena one and then <laughs> um put that in my front yard it's gonna be great
1: um this is the sole reason that they're gonna have to Put in all that advertising next year is to pay off their pay loans that they're taking out on these bobblehead dolls. You know,
0: you know it was Todd's idea.
1: Let's do a gold. He <laughs> got a
0: gold glove. Let's do a gold one.
1: <laughs> no, no, <I> no. I'm <laughs> I'm going to tweak that. What Todd's idea was actually to dip Darwin Barney himself in gold <laughs> and make him like a gold, a gold base. when remember when Homer Simpson wanted to be made out of gold and that was his to be the biggest man in the world made out of gold. That was Todd's idea for Darwin and they had to dial him back a little bit and just make a gold bottle. Well, I mean, I, 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 I,
0: can, I can break some news on the podcast. Darwin's disabled list stint early in the year wasn't because he hurt himself. Here it is. He, he had a little gash in his shin because he ran into a wall. It was because that it was in Vegas, right? And that night in Vegas, Todd broke into his hotel room and sprayed him in gold and Darwin almost <laughs> suffocated like the girl in Goldfinger. <laughs> took him, took him <laughs> two weeks to get him back to normal health and get hold <laughs> off of him. Actually that's what it was. They were still trying to scrub the the fake gold paint off of him. Yeah, you a menace. It needs to be stopped.
1: You can still see see it behind his ears if the light hits it <laughs> just right. Darwin's ears. Um but yeah, that was an exciting moment. I Dolan my little sister turned 23 the other week last week I guess and as a gift for her, well more of a punishment really. I am taking her to the May 31st Cubs, Diamondbacks. Isn't that the day
0: up. before Darwin, Barney, Bobblehead Day? You're going to miss it by a day. Now, a I, good brother would take her on Darwin, Barney, Bobblehead Day.
1: No, but I am taking her on Carrie Wood, Gnome Day. <laughs> they, I don't know what the difference between. no. I mean, I guess he's wearing a hat, is probably the difference between. Like a, like a Santa hat, is probably the difference between. A gnome and a bobblehead. I don't know if the head moves at all, but there's Kerry Wood Gnome Day is May 31st, Friday. So if anyone wants to come out, they actually don't come out. I want to encourage anyone because there's only 10,000 available. Yeah. And I know a Friday game against the Diamondbacks is going to be a tough ticket. Yeah,
0: people are going to be wrestling over those. The last dozen or so will be fist fights, and it's going to be yeah. ugly.
1: I actually, for the first time ever, used StubHub to good effect. I went to buy. Um, I think I ended up in section like two is uh, the just the two hundred level. Uh, I was just about to pull the trigger and buy tickets on tickets dot com or whatever they go through now, and it was going to be like eighty eight bucks for two seats. And then I was like, hmm, I should probably check StubHub on this. Got better seats in the same section, but better seats uh, for like sixty sixty bucks with no nice. none of those tacked on Ticketmaster fees and all that nonsense. So, uh. It's kinda nice that the Cubs are bad now because we StubHub is actually a useful resource now.
0: Yeah, you can get tickets for two or three bucks on some weeknights.
1: Yeah, oh absolutely. <gasps> they were down to a quarter uh the last two years. <laughs> the last like month or two of the season, the last yeah. two years they were a quarter.
0: I don't know if that's worth
1: it. No. That's a hard earned
0: quarter. And, you gotta, and then you gotta invest your own time and watch that shit. Yeah. So they should be paying us. Yeah.
1: Um, so that will be my May thirty first. If anyone's down there for that game, make sure to let us let us know. Uh Dolan, do you want to do our favorite your favorite segment because you came up with it?
0: Well, I kinda came up with it. I stole it from stole. Anthony Jeselnik's show.
1: <laughs>
0: where's Kyle? Where's our little where's Tweetboy?
1: you know, Tweetboy too I, early? He's probably in school. He's,
0: he's probably at baseball practice.
1: Yeah, That's probably. Right?
0: And I don't think that's an excuse. There's a lot of downtime during a baseball practice. Tell me you couldn't couldn't get on your smartphone and just dial into the podcast and you know give us a few minutes and then go back to Fungos or whatever the hell they do in high school baseball practice. I don't remember.
1: I gave him a full like five-minute heads up that we we're going to be starting the podcast. Yeah. Well, somebody's not that dedicated, I guess. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So we figured it out. That was that Warren, was actually
0: t- was trying to call in. That didn't work. <laughs> that Kyle was.
1: Calling. I gave Kyle a ten, 10 minutes more warning than I gave Warren. Apparently. So Dolan, I'll go first. I've got yours called up. Okay. Defending your tweet. I'm gonna assume this is sarcasm, but I just want to talk about it because sarcasm. I have not seen previews for this. Um, you tweeted out yesterday. I. Oh wait a minute! Now I just read it more carefully, and it's not sarcasm, obviously. But I want to talk about this anyhow. I can't wait to not watch Seth Meyers' late night show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's no sarc. There's no sarcasm there. That's no. I
1: I missed the not there, so I thought it was. I can't wait to watch Seth Meyers' late night show, which I assumed was sarcasm anyhow. So the 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 message was the same. But I did not even see that he's getting what a late night talk show. He's taking over Fallon's
0: show when Fallon takes over the Tonight Show. Oh. Uh. Yes. Yeah, that because that's what that's what America needs is more Seth Meyers. And he's eh, really?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like that guy's voice is almost as annoying as Leno's. So let's get him on, because this will be great.
1: Mm.
0: The um a few years ago I started Saturday I just I D V R Saturday Night Live and I can watch it in about fifteen minutes. Sure because you start to watch it well that's this kid's going to be awful this kid's going to be awful oh weekend update no need to watch this and just zip right through it um, but I'm glad they give him an hour every night because that's what we need is that
1: yeah I can't th- really think of anything funny that Seth Meyers has done that I've seen but I haven't watched Sarah Night live in ages
0: He's been the head writer during one of the worst stretches of Saturday Night Live's history, so there's that's 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 something to say. Yeah, yay. Now Bill Hader quit, and that's that's a loss. He's very funny.
1: Yeah, Hader. I've only seen him. Again, I've pretty much only seen him in movies, but I find him pretty hilarious in in the movies. I think he was what super bad, Um, just like little bit parts and the stuff that I've seen, and he's been he's been enjoyable.
0: Well, that was easily defended.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, so I went, I just kind of wanted it again. to talk about that. Yep, good. good job. Your tweet um, is from. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I actually am sending you a Darwin Barney tweet. bobblehead. Sorry.
0: Oh thanks. Your tweet is from May eighth, one thirty eight p.m. It's, it just says why.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, that's a lot of pressure. Let me go back to this. <laughs> it was an existen- It was an existential question, Dolan. <laughs> Just why why am I a Cubs fan? Why am I here? Why are we all here? Why I- is Ryan Dempster not dead? See, um, what came before it and
0: Oh, I know what it was. Okay. This was we have May eight. Yes, you got into exchange with a Cardinal fan by the name of Craig Cutler.
1: Actually no. You I didn't. know exa- no, no, uh, yes I did, but I know actually why I tweeted why on May 8th at this time. I was watching the Cubs game and I think this was one of the times that Rizzo got thrown out trying to steal third. But let's talk oh, about yeah. this exchange with Craig Cutler. Yeah, this was this sometimes when I'm just tweeting stuff um, I'm assuming everyone also was watching also was watching uh the cubs game at that time and so it was someone that someone was it had gotten thrown out trying to steal third and it made no sense because there was one out or something ridiculous so anyhow or I'm sorry I think there were two outs at that time so there made especially no sense so that was my why but let's talk about this Craig Cutler at Craig A Cutler on Twitter he got retweeted this is how he got on my radar he got retweeted by Best fans St. Louis at Best fans St. Louis. Um, time to kick these fuckhole Cubs in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I retweeted that, and he got very, very mad. He just said "fuck off" or something, and um, then he started talking. Let's see. He said, uh, "Oh, I'm sorry. He protected his account now. Damn it! I can't even see his old tweets uh, and the ones I retweeted." Um, But he, he basically told some for story. the internet. Yeah, it really is. It's a loss for the uh, Library of Congress (laughs) archiving his tweets (laughs) because he uh, he had made some comment about how he got uh, someone from the Captain Morgan Club threw a bottle at him when he was sixteen years old or something. (laughs) So I thought I very cleverly responded, "Why were you in the Captain Morgan Club? Your single mom couldn't afford a sitter." Because I I fit I fit a lot of stereotypes, Cardinal fan stereotypes into that one, and then he said he got jumped by he must have gotten bombed because he got. The uh, account protected is is recent, um, and so then he said he got jumped by three guys in Wrigley Field, uh, and, and that was all he said. And so I said, three on one, huh?" So you had to use both hands and your mouth. And then, and then he had said something else. Uh, he called Cubs fans faggots, and I j- responded, "Can you can all you Cub fan faggots please stop sucking Craig A. Cutler's dick <laughs> while looking him lovingly in the eyes?" Um and that was the end that was the end of my interactions with craig Cutler. godspeed you little weirdo a best fan st louis
0: is is one of the greatest twitter accounts ever it's and, amazing because um, there is some just truly horrible stuff that those that those fans tweet and when we get the really bad ones um my standard reply is I like to just reply back to them and say, um, do you have a oh, yeah. newsletter I could subscribe to? I'd like to see more of your insights. But oh they're brutal.
1: <laughs> I saw that recently. Yeah, yeah, there's it's very, very I mean, there's a lot of racism. Um anytime that anyone is a has betrayed the Cardinals, they are a traitor at D E R I've yeah. noticed. <laughs> um well, the, they, the new one
0: today. Today they had a whole thread of them um, all bemoaning the fact that they that they could lose a game to the Cubs and they all spelled it L O O S E. They were like cannibals.
1: <laughs> well, all like if you lose a game to the Cubs, you are um, just ready to be a Cub fan faggot. Then apparently, that's a big that's a big recurring the Cub homosexual Cub fan homosexuality is a very very prevalent theme. Um, and of course, I like it even better because Will Leach is, or Will Leach, whatever the hell is however you pronounce it, is is kind of butthurt about it because <laughs> he tweeted to, uh, not not directly to them, but to that account, yes, it is impressive when someone points out that the Cardinals have asshole fans, just like every other team's.
0: Ah, no, they're not just like every other team's.
1: No, they're not. they're no, really, they're, they're they're really unique. They are worse. Yeah. They're because they're a special breed of racist, homophobe uneducated fan that there's segments of every fan base that has maybe two out of three of those, but there's a lot of Cardinal fans that are very successfully all three of those things.
0: Yep. Yeah, there it's scary. I've actually been to, I went to a game when I was a kid at Bush stadium. I will never ever venture back there. I just, I couldn't do it as a grown-up. I would, I would want to, you know, I just can't imagine being
1: trapped in an enormous building with those people. See, I was when I was going through when I went to the Roger Center and I was going through the list of parks that I had seen. I realized that St. Louis, the the, the old park, old Bush Stadium, and this Bush Stadium, were neither one of them are on it. And I was like, you know, down there and I like I don't want to cross so that because I don't really want to go there. Well.
0: I'm- the old one was, um, I called it the big urinal cake for a reason. Not only did it look like one, it, it smelled like one. It was, that was a god-awful dump.
1: <laughs> I believe it. I'm glad I have you. I, I don't know if there is, I'm sure someone will tweet stories at us about the, how the new one is.
0: Uh-oh, I think we lost Mike. I was waiting for him to finish that really pregnant pause. Uh, God, I might be the only thing on the podcast right now, and I'm, I'm almost out of things to talk about. Um, we'll see if he comes back. If not, one of the things I want to do is um, the Cubs are doing these committed videos, and I've got two really good ideas for them. So over the next couple of days, I'm going uh, to record. I was trying to narrow it down to one, and I couldn't do it. Uh, too many um, wonderful things have happened to me at Cub Games. And, um, so I, uh, I've narrowed down to two things. The first one, not to spoil it for you, but it is a spoiler alert. So you want to save yourself for these wonderful, uh, videos. Um, you might want to just forward about a couple of minutes. Maybe by then Mike will have come back and we can finish up the podcast. Um, the first club game I ever went to, I think I've written about it before on Discipio. You know, back when I used to actually write on my own blog. Um, the first game I was ever at was a, I believe it was 1980, I have to go look this up, um, so I was a little, just a little kid, and my fondest memories of it, they played the Pirates, it was a game that went into ridiculous extra innings, like 13 or 14, we had to leave early, there was all kinds of stuff with that, um, but what I remember most about it was we had a couple of, um, a couple of guys sitting next to us in the left field stands who were, um well, they were stoned out of their minds. And the little eight-year-old version of me thought that was like the coolest thing ever. So I'm going to use that as my first committed video thing because I'm sure the Cubs are really going to love that. And then another one was, we talked about it on the podcast <laughs> last week. Oh, you're back. It was me filling time by myself um, being Vin Scully and almost as good. Um, the other one I want to talk about is we figured out it was 2005 was the game against the Phillies. Oh, I was
1: impressed. I was impressed.
0: Where LaTroy I was bounced impressed the ball. to
1: come back and find you
0: still blabbing. Do- uh, anyway, it was 2005 when Latroy bounced the ball off of Jose Offerman's head into the stands, costing the Cubs the tying and eventual winning runs. <laughs> and so that's one I'm going to have to immortalize, too, on my committed things. Um, I'm going to do it straight. I'm going to not swear. I'm not going to give them any good reason not to use these videos other than the fact that it's me and they won't want to use it, but that's fine.
1: My favorite Cubs memory ever? I want to say that that's one of my favorite memories of all time was Jose Offerman getting drilled in the head. The the (laughs) Cubs really do find interesting. If anything, they find interesting ways to lose games.
0: I mean, how hard do you have to hit a guy in the helmet to make the ball bounce from first base all the way into the stands? I mean, that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. All right, are we ready to go to the non-baseball portion of the podcast now? Did we lose him again? See, normally this is me that we lose. And so I'll walk around the house, make a sandwich, go get some cheese. I don't want to know what Mike's doing. I would guess it doesn't involve pants. Because, you know, if he didn't bother to shower, there's no way he's got pants on. And I don't want to see him stand up from behind that. The other thing is, for those of you who are watching these and not just listening to them, does he? I've been to his house. It's a real house. But if you look at where he sits in front of that closet, you would expect that that, that house, from that angle, has wheels on it. And he can hook it to a truck and drive it to a new town. But anyway. Um yeah, the biggest problem with uh with him crapping out at the end of the podcast here is that he was gonna talk about all this crap. He has a new game that he was playing and he was gonna talk about that. And um two games I think. <clears throat> and then he wants to about the uh they're gonna bring the Xbox seven twenty out um at the end of the month, which is rapidly approaching. Um and he's got all kinds of exciting uh, stories about that. Um <clears throat> The, um, I'll talk a little bit about TV, because I love to watch TV. It's, uh, it's one of my hobbies, <clears throat> television watching. I want to show that I inexplicably still watch, even though it's god-awful terrible. Um, it's How I Met Your Mother. It used to be funny. It was never as funny as critics said it was, but it was okay. And then it got you know, pretty good for a while. They were pretty creative, and then it's the last couple of years. It's been just horrible. Well, we actually got to see at the end of the last night was the season finale. There's only one more season. Season nine is it. We actually got to see the mother. Um, she's at a train station, getting buying a ticket to go to the town that they're that they're in. Oh God, he switched. He's not even he's not even on the same computer now. Is that your phone?
1: I'm on a phone right now. i I'm, yeah, I'm trying to reboot. Um, this is probably, I mean, I figured you were running out of stuff to talk about, so I would come help you out.
0: Well, here's how sad it was. I was just talking about how I met your mother.
1: That's how far it's... How you met my mom, or the show, how you met my mother? Yeah, how I met, how you met uh, my you don't.
0: You don't want to know how I met your mother. We, we, <laughs> we, swore, we swore that to
1: secret. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. um, is this acceptable, or should I even bother trying to get my computer going again? I apologize for my intermittent intermittent uh, connection this week, you guys. There, I think it was also ca- causing a significant delay between what I was saying, Dolan, and when you were hearing what I was saying.
0: Yeah, I think so. But I am a train.
1: So maybe I should just stand. Yeah, the phone's probably fine. We're just gonna stay on this for the remainder of it.
0: Okay. So anyway. Um... I'll was just to, I'll, I'll wrap it up real quick. We got to see the mother last night, even though it was one season ago. She's fairly cute. I don't know why we waited eight years for that, but we did. Um, okay, so now we're, we're clearly into the non-baseball uh, portion of the podcast, and you have not one, and I tease them all, you have not two, not three, you have four things you want to talk about. So
1: go. I do. Uh, so, so we're going to do TV movies first? I saw. Well, I finished Lincoln. Um, Dylan, I know you made a joke about uh, uh, what's his name, um, Tommy Lee Tommy Jones. Jones? Yeah, in the last one, and I didn't. I didn't know if you even remember that in the movie also it was a wig. Like he pulled off his wig and was completely stone bald underneath. So that I finally got to that portion of the of the film at that point. Um, I don't know. Whatever it was, kind of, the ending was kind of spoiled for me, but um, <laughs> d a. Lewis was amazing. was amazing.
0: I like how it took uh, you like it, a week to watch a two and a half hour movie. I mean, it, it wasn't. It's not an actual miniseries. It's just one movie. Most people sit down. Oh, a
1: week. It was a full like month that it took me to watch that movie. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of starting and stopping. It was a lot of of falling asleep by me and by uh, you know, like it was a lot of. There was a lot of distraction that happened. We were doing a puzzle at one point during Lincoln. <laughs> I had to. I thought maybe. It. What? I thought maybe you
0: thought they were webisodes, and so you were just watching it two minutes at a time. Well, that was yeah. a good one. I can't wait till the next one comes out. It's all I, there for you.
1: I had to keep looking up words that they were using in Lincoln on the Best Fan <laughs> St. Louis timeline. I was like, what does that word mean? Oh. I see. Um, so that was a, that was that added a lot of time to the entire experience, but it was you know it was good. Um, it was good. It was I you know it's Daniel Day Lewis was definitely the highlight of that highlight of that movie as he should be because it was called Lincoln. And I actually did read. Speaking of things that took forever, I Team of Rivals that it was loosely based on. Uh, I think I started and stopped several times. It was good, but like you're just not in the mood for it. Reading it on the train. Um, but the movie I went and saw in the theater. This was a limit. This is actually a 2012 film, but it's still in select theaters. Uh, if you guys are in the Chicago suburbs, I saw it at Woodridge, 18. Um, it's called. It's with Jason Bateman. It's called Disconnect, and it's it's kind of appropriate to this little thing because it's it's very um, much about social media, and there's some very ripped out of the headlines, not recent headlines, but but storylines. Um, one about like cyberbullying. I don't want to give too much away. One about cyberbullying. One about identity theft. Um, it was good. It was really really good. I, I wasn't I didn't really know much about it, so I wasn't expecting much going into it. I love Jason Bateman. Um, he's not funny at all in this, but he's Jason Bateman doing his thing. Um, I can't even. Re- oh, um, the guy who was uh, the main marine in that mini series that. Um, Showtime, maybe. I always want to call it the time, but not. Oh, homeland? What's he again? Is it homeland? No, uh, stars uh, guard is Alexander Skarsgård, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't know the name of that.
1: I'd look it up with my computer. With more help. Um, Alexander Stars guard but he used one of the recognizable faces. Uh, I was in it, and uh, it was enjoyable. Um, Good stuff. Uh, Oh, the other one was, like, the third main storyline was about, uh, like, it's being used as, like, sex slaves, slaves, but, like, chat room. (laughs) There was, was, like, very, like, I... Now I'm going to go. Yeah, well, it was Tina's suggestion, and it started off very... Very boob heavy, and I was like, "Are we in the right is this a movie?" <laughs> like, it was very, uh, it started off very, um, pornographically to say the least. But it was good; it was a good movie, um, mainly for that reason. And then it went uphill from there too.
0: Um, well, speaking of Jason Bateman, have you seen the the trailer is out for the new Arrested Development webisodes? They just released it
1: yesterday, I think. But I haven't watched it yet. Speak it's, on it. It's it's
0: excellent. It's just, it's even, it's two minutes long, and it's just, it's chock full of the best jokes that, well, just the style of jokes. One of the best ones is, um, Lindsay's holding Tobias's hand, and she goes, I love you. And he goes, we've really got to get you those acting lessons.
1: <laughs> Very funny. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, because that's next week, right? Or two weeks? It's. Two weeks.
0: We—it's week, a week from Sunday, the twenty-sixth. They come out.
1: All right. Oh well, and I, if we're still in the, I'm not sure movie stuff—if we're still in the movie segment, I also have to do something else. Um, someone had—I'm not going to random anything, just in case this person doesn't want to do it. Um, someone had sent me a comment last week, and he told me that he had recently been uh, laid off from. Industrial Magic, which is George Lucas's, um, you know, special effects company, and Industrial Light and Magic did the effects for Warren's absolute favorite movie, Battleship. That's right. So, Woo! Well, I asked him. He said he's he tentatively has agreed to come on and assist Warren with defending Battleship, the great perfect okay. it is um so so that's 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 a little teaser for something that's hopefully up and coming um so two weeks we have the aggressive development debut next week dolan moving on to the gaming world the 21st is the big next xbox reveal what do you think about that
0: i'm i'm excited are you no, I am. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I guess I'm fired up about it. I don't know. I need to see it. I need to see what's so what they can do with whatever they're doing to it. It's gonna have a Blu-ray player in it. Yes, that makes people excited.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, I am actually kind of dorkily. Well, I'm. That's not surprising. But I'm dorkily excited about it. Um, I actually to the point where I actually put a Google Calendar reminder when it's actually. <laughs> <laughs> I did that, and because I whatever I work from home, I'll take the hour off and go watch and happen. It's gonna be interesting to see how they're gonna respond. Playstations, they didn't show the actual PlayStation Four like the actual hardware on it. Showed the controller. Um, I'm interested. These are actually I assume Xbox the actual looks like because that kind of give them a little bit of. A- you know, hey, we did this and, and PlayStation didn't. Um, they've kind of answered the always on connection required already. They've said that it's kind of going to be developers whether or not they're going to require an always on internet connection. And they did say that, like, they're still going to be able to play your single player games, even if your internet goes down, um, which apparently, as mine did um, today, yep, it, was, it happens. Good. Yep. Um, and, uh, but I'm. I'm I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's what it's gonna look like, what it's gonna be called, because they don't even know that yet. They've been talking Xbox Infinity is sort of the popular theory of what they're gonna call it. I don't really like that. I hope they I actually hope they just call it Xbox. And like it's been seven years since the first one development. So I think if you just call it Xbox you're fine going that route. So.
0: I'd be confused. I'd buy the wrong one.
1: I'd buy the old one. <laughs> I got an Xbox! This <laughs> uh. Well, I, I think you can judge it by... Dolan, if you get something that weighs more than like five pounds, wrong. I think you might have bought the wrong uh, Xbox.
0: I'm going to miss my so Xbox, ex- though. Because I, like, I love how it sounds like a leaf blower, and it warms the room by about 15 degrees <laughs> whenever I fire it up. Because I still have one of the white ones. It uh, It's lasted... Longer than I wanted it to, and so there's no reason to get rid of it now. So it's got to hang in there. When when is do we know when they're going to release it? I know that there was some there was a rumor that because they decided at the last minute to finally cave and pay Sony so they could have a Blu-ray player in it, that it might delay it as much as till after Christmas. But they they have to get this thing out for Christmas, right?
1: It'll be before Christmas for sure. I mean, like I I can't definitively say that, but like there's no way it's not going to be before Christmas. I mean, it. it so, if it's, in Sony's best interest, would probably have delayed those those negotiations to kind of screw them and make it post Christmas. But I, I can't imagine that happening. Um, that would be exciting. Um, is that near you? There's like an airplane yeah. flying by. Your, I think your microphone might be going a little bit dull. It can't be mine because I'm not using it anymore. So, um, and then the big so games a week though. I did. Uh, I I've been back to Assassin's Creed Three. I, I know you've got it too. I kind of. I the more I play it, the less I like it. Like I'm not not enjoying it really anymore. It's kind of just a slog now. It doesn't have the character that the that you know X-D it, yeah, or whatever the, the not likable. He's vanilla. The dad is a more interesting character, but he's definitely not likable, and um, I, I think I'm on sequence 9 of 12, or 10 of 12, and I'm just, at this point, I'm just trying to wrap it up. So, I yeah, took kind of some time way. out. I, um,
0: I, like, I like the game, but I don't... I It's just sitting there. I, I need to get back into it, and I always think of something better to do.
1: Yeah. So Where second I, side. 2, I blew through you know, I, I did. It didn't leave the, my disk drive until I, I finished it, and and not that I 100 did it, but like, played quite a bit of you know the side missions in the game. So, um, so I, one of those finding better things to do. I played. Uh, I think this is about a year old as well. Um, it's a, it's a. I assume it's on iOS as well. I played it on an Android tablet. Uh, it's the Room. It's called, and I know you're making fun, fun of the horrible, not to be confused with the terrible, terrible movie. The room, um, terrible cult classic, I should say. The room, uh, it's not connected in any way. It was a very, it's, it's, it's very cool. It's um, you're, it's just like puzzle boxes. You're just dealing with puzzle boxes, um, and the, you're you're sort of unwrapping this plot of this guy trying to create like a energy source or something like that, like an energy source or something or a dimension to another world, whatever the heck it is. And mm-hmm. you're like finding notes from him and like is you're unlocking parts of this box. It was very um. It was almost the. It almost had a saw feel to it, except it wasn't terrible. But it was like this guy that they had this, this puzzle box, puzzle boxes that are left behind that you're having to manipulate the the. It was cool. It was. It used the touch screen well. It used the um, accelerometer at one point or a couple of points, and and uh, it was you know they're supposed to release another chapter I think this next um in this coming year, uh, and it was fun. It was a fun little. Little game, and I also did try. Didn't end up purchasing it because I wasn't hooked on it yet. But it, I remember I teased it last week. Uh, Monaco, that um, it's a fifteen dollars downloadable game. It was. It's been on the PC before. I downloaded the demo on the Xbox. It. It, it was very, very. Um, it's very loud. Like it's not not volume wise, but it's very visually um, confusing. I guess for it first, and like I'd like to try it multiplayer. But um, single-player, I wasn't really feeling it just yet. But uh, to be fair, I didn't give it much of a chance.
0: All right. <laughs> yeah. very, very exciting. Yeah, I think we need Warren for this segment.
1: <laughs> well, we can go back to talking about movies. He would, tell you,
0: he would tell you that Roger Deakins probably did the cinematography for every game that's ever made. And then what a, tell us what a shithole of a movie Skyfall was. <laughs> <laughs> still don't get that.
1: I still don't accept the fact that he doesn't like X- XKCD, the comic.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I was reading a review of Iron Man 3, uh-huh. which I made my standard sequel joke, which was Iron Man 3, audience nothing. Um, <laughs> and I didn't realize until I read it that Shane Black wrote and directed um, Iron Man 3, and it gave me an excuse to... Uh, watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang again, which have oh, you ever I seen that movie? Which I just I just I think that's just a great movie. It's very fun. Yeah, exactly. Michelle Monaghan is super hot in it, and so I enjoyed it very much. And um, so that it was available on um, it's on HBO Go, so I was able to just download it on TV and watch it the other day. Because I thought, oh God, I'm going to have to Netflix it and and order it, get a disc in the mail for God's sakes. But I didn't have to. I didn't have to stoop to that. I got to just push it into my home the way I like it. Sure. So if, if you're one of the... F- well, I would guess there's probably a lot of people who didn't see that movie. It wasn't a big hit. But uh, Val Kilmer's in it. Corbin Burnson. Any movie with Corbin Burnson in it has to be worth watching.
1: Um, Including Eagles. Yeah. It's good. It is. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, and I like the fact that you're sort of reviewing Iron Man 3 based on a review that you read of Iron Man. That's like how Al Yellen does game recap. That's right. Did read other people's I, didn't watch,
0: I didn't watch the game tonight, but it reminds me of a game in 1976 when Jerry Morales kicked a fly ball and allowed uh, f- six runs to score on one play. It was amazing. I was sitting in my normal spot in left field, just starting to wear my ass groove into the board, and blah, blah, blah. Shut up.
1: <sighs>
0: we got to have Al on. That's going to be my one my one mission in life. I want to go on a Cap show with David Haw, and I want to have Yellen on a podcast. Those are my, the two things I want, to, I want to do.
1: That reminds me, Dolan, I actually had an idea for a segment of this podcast that if anyone knows or is willing to do this, I think that we would be well-served to have our own version of a Carl Pilkington on this podcast. <laughs> we could get like a really stupid Cub fan that would be that is not self aware enough to know that I'm asking about them right now, but is at least self aware enough to be able to make it on a podcast and think they're contributing, I think that would be amazing.
0: It can't be that hard to find.
1: No, there's a million of them. I should just you know what I should do, I should reach out to the guy from California that said we should cut Marble and be like, hey you want to be on a podcast?
0: Yeah. Just find out what goes on in the mind of a Cub fan like that. Not a lot, I, think,
1: I don't think because I was actually listening. Oh, I got another. Uh, I was actually listening to Ricky Gervais's uh, audiobooks. and I mean, it's it's it, all he calls it audiobooks. It's just their, it's just an extension of their podcast. And I think they, they some of the stuff. It was a lot of new stuff. I watched. I didn't listen to their podcast when it was live, but I did watch the Ricky Gervais show, um, and he released a series of podcasts about like. Um, the human body and like the universe, society and like all these different things. You're they kind of like gather Carl Pilkington specific thoughts on topics, uh, and it's supposed to be a series of educational audiobooks. Uh, they're freaking when I that way back from Canada, we were listening to him. They're it's I can't not laugh at he's he just I he's so mean to Carl Pilkington. It's so it's such a perfect. Yeah, and like I, I, he, he can make me laugh even right the phone but, Um, him, his inner uh, and even I love—I think one of my favorite is when Ricky is railing on Carl so bad that Ned has to be like Ricky, Ricky, it. and actually get mad at your race a bunch of times during the show, during the podcast, during his audio books, uh, because he won't let Carl just kind of tie his own noose.
0: Yeah, I listen. To, I listened to that, the to the podcast when it was when they were doing it. They they charged for. I never paid, but they actually got to the point where they charged for. Um, but it's very good, very funny, oh. and Stephen Merchant is really funny, so that certainly helps. And then Carl is, I thought for the longest time it was an act, and I don't think it is. I think he's really just that oh. dumb.
1: And but the thing, the thing about Carl Pilikington and the things that he says is like in a. I get where I always get where he's coming from. As dumb as some of the stuff he says is, that's why I don't think it's an act. Because like I get where he's coming from. It's just so misguided and so ridiculous that it's hilarious. And like they definitely like immediately like grasp onto when he says something stupid and then make it like look it's usually not stuff that Carl has said, but it's like Ricky's interpretation of what Carl has said that makes it so funny. Um I don't know if you remember one where he said that it would be great if people. <laughs> He's like, you know what? You know what at an event if like people aged in reverse and like so they could enjoy like their like twilight years or whatever. And Ricky's like, but how, Carl? It's like you can't. Just say. <laughs> and like around the fact that he was that it wasn't. Ricky was asking about the science. Like you can't just say I'm going to revert the aging process. Um, and like I do like how he just latches on to, to stuff like and it makes it it makes it fun it makes it brilliant. So. Um, I don't know how old they are, but they were a couple bucks a couple bucks an episode I think for the for a couple bucks a book for whatever the audio book was the Gervais Race release, then it's I think we're racing class and Carl Pilkington.
0: Alright, so we'll start the search for our own Carl Pilkington. Yeah. Maybe Brent Brett yeah. brother. If anyone has any
1: guy. Oh, I also think that we should a at uh, to some point so if anyone has any questions or topics they wanted to send I guess you could tweet them too but let's say uh, just email them to badkermit all one more badkermit at higher you do you want to go one? I'll take them badkermit at higher or you can tweet them at higher and we, we will be funny ones hopefully we'll get some funny ones on the podcast. All right. Right? Right. How do you even have to do that? I just... I'm going rogue. Yeah. Wildcard.
0: Just going out with it. i got a... Michael <laughs> Vick is over. We have a dog fight. All.
1: all right. And with that dog bark.
0: Yeah, I think we're done. We don't know how to sign off without Warren.
1: So, goodbye. <laughs> <clears throat> going going,